Welcome back to the Digital Billy Graham Podcast. My name is John Groves. I'll be your host. And here, we're training up Digital Billy Grahams to take Christ to culture. Our guest today is from Cincinnati, Ohio, but he has helped tens of thousands of people around the world grow in their faith. In fact, he created an absolutely free faith growth course where he challenges people to take 30 days to be radical about their relationship with God and see how everything changes. The guarantee is you'll end the course with a relationship with God that is on fire. And I have to tell you, this episode is fire. You're going to be challenged in your perspective and you're going to be equipped with some really great ideas that you can take and steal and apply to your own digital ministry or in-person ministry for that matter. I can't wait for you to hear from my great friend, Cody Wynn. Speaking of digital Billy Grahams, I came across this incredible dude on TikTok a few months ago and I couldn't get enough of the material that he was putting out. Uh, speaking to so many topics and doing it with excellence and with conviction. And what got me was this dude's memorized more scripture than most people his age. I'm confident. I, he, I'm confident he knows more than I do. Um, and I, I don't know a lot, so that might not be saying much. But he's doing some incredible things on social media to reach the next generation. He comes from Cincinnati, Ohio. His name is Cody Wynn, coolest last name in the entire world. What's up, Cody? How are you doing? Oh, I'm better than I deserve. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you, John. I am so stoked that you're here. So I came across you on TikTok and I make it sound like I discovered you or something. You had videos that were going viral and they just happened to come across my feed. And so I visited your profile, couldn't get enough of the stuff that you were putting out there. On another podcast, you talk about an issue you're super passionate about, you're preaching about, you're equipping people to escape and that's the, the issue of pornography. But you're speaking to so many other issues and you're doing it digitally, which for some sounds exciting. There are some listening to this podcast who are like, I want to do more of that. And then some that are going, I'm not sure that it's possible to even do that. So I'm really curious, why social media? What's happening there that you would qualify as ministry? Yeah, uh, great question. You know, I would, I would start off by asking somebody, how many times do you preach the gospel in a day to people? Um, to give a good perspective. And when I made my first TikTok, my first TikTok had a thousand views, I believe. And I realized, wow, a thousand people heard me preach the gospel in one day with one single video. I can come out with multiple videos a day and reach exponentially more people online than I ever could face-to-face, -face. even more than your local pastors preached to. Last week, I make one video and more people do it. Again, that's not to flex or brag on me. It's just to show the value of social media. Um, so for the ones who are skeptical, I would say, you know, Jesus calls us to preach the gospel to all creation and all creation is not being reached in potentially your workplace. Um, you have a calling to reach the people in your workplace, but I can't reach the people in your workplace and you can't reach the people on my TikTok. So um, the Lord has put us all in different areas and I would encourage anybody and everybody to use this platform, these platforms on social media to represent Christ to as many people as possible, as often as possible, because as Romans 10 says, how then will they know what they have never heard? That's so good. What would you say is the average age or demographic of people that are connecting with you on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? 18 to 35 tends to be the, the solid core of people uh, who, who, who listen to me. And 
of, of that particular age group, because there's not a pastor listening to this that wouldn't say, I wish we had more young people at our church. Even if they're a young church, they want to have more young people. Of that particular demographic, how many of them would you say have a solid walk with Jesus Christ? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> um, I would say far less than 50%. If, 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 I'll, I'll judge it by the standard of how many read their Bible daily. I would put it in around the 5 to 10% category, I think would be extremely liberal. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Because looking at your, your Instagram and just your TikTok, you're reaching in the neighborhood of 50,000 dedicated people. That's not to mention the people that you're ministering to one at a time through particular videos that they're searching and they come across your content. So 50,000 people that you're preaching to, you say liberally five to 10% have a walk with Christ. So there's a solid large group of people who do not know Jesus, but they're resonating with your content. And I know each of us have been given different personalities and backgrounds and stories to reach different people. But I'm noticing that in the church world today, a lot of times we spend our time answering questions that no one is asking. But you started to see some areas that your generation, our generation, were asking questions in, and you started answering them. What would you say are like the top five questions, and how have you been answering them in a relatable way? Yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up an extremely crucial point. You know, we have sermon on sermon on angels and demons and, and the concept of hope and the concept of peace. And I'm not bashing any of them. They're all in the Bible and we need all of those topics to be spoken on. But it scares me when somebody reaches out to me, like I got earlier today and they said, Hey Cody, I've prayed the past few days and I don't feel God. I felt his presence before, but I don't feel God right now. Do you have any advice? And and questions like that really grieve my heart because it's like, who preached something to you? They gave you the understanding that the more you can feel, the more real God is in your life that day. Um, so that, that's one of the big ones uh, is, is about this concept of feeling. I get that constantly. But as simple as watered down as, I shouldn't say watered down, but as simple as what is the gospel? I mean, we all know the gospel, right? That's the whole Jesus thing, right? Yeah, kind of. But can you actually tell me the gospel? Can you give me a, can you preach the gospel to somebody else? That's really the litmus test is can you preach it to somebody else? If you can preach it to somebody else, you know it yourself. And we show by how little we often preach the gospel, how much we really know the gospel. So I think that what the gospel is itself is another thing. How do I read my Bible? Why do I read my Bible? How do I look more like Jesus? How do you have this God that looks like it's never changing. You must have a perfect life, Cody, right? And I'm like, far from it. I've had a really, really, really rough, specifically two years. Actually, worst years of my life was last year. 2019 was by far the worst year of my life. And my joy didn't change because my joy wasn't found in my circumstance. It was found in Christ and him crucified, which never changes. He cried out, it is finished, meaning it's done. The debt's been paid. There's nothing else that can be done because the price has already been paid. So why would I let my circumstances today change my joy. But a lot of people are, the major, vast majority of people are. So to your point, I think that we're asking tons of questions in the church um, about systems and processes and how we can, and it's like, what about love? What, what about actually representing Christ well? What about the, the fundamentals of the gospel? What about focusing on give, being given everything pertaining to life and godliness and bearing good fruit? That's what Jesus commanded of us. And those are the questions that people have. People are getting really jaded and tired of the whole 
light shows and fog machine kind of stuff. They're really looking for, I want to know the truth. I'm sick of faking this thing. Guys, I for 17 years faked this thing. I started the worship team of a church of 600 people. I know the grind. I know the game. i really good at it. From anyone else's perspective, I was the best Christian out there. But from Jesus's, I was a whitewashed tomb. He called me a Pharisee and we don't even talk about him anymore. Like Jesus has a whole chapter in Matthew 23 rebuking me. And we don't even talk about it anymore. We don't even talk about Jesus doing stuff like that because it's not comfortable to us. So we paint this false version of Jesus that I don't see in my Bible. So I think that we need to get back to the truth, back to the word of God. I'm not starting a new thing. My TikTok wasn't starting a new thing, a trendy thing. I was actually going back to the original thing, which was Christ and him crucified. And I think I'm going to stick there till the day I die. Dang. If you're listening to this and you visit my Twitter and see that I've got some really fire quotes uh, over the last week, it's because I got them all from Cody Wynn. That was <laughs> amazing. It's not a new thing. I think that so many leaders, young leaders and old leaders, have the same misconception that there has to be something trendy, something new, something cool, something attractional, but the cross is the magnet of Christianity. And if you remove Christ and him crucified, um, you demagnetize the whole thing. You don't have the pull to reach people. It takes Jesus' power to do that. Yeah. And in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul speaks clearly to this point when he says, Brethren, when I came to you, I didn't come with superiority of speech or eloquence of words, but I have determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified, showing the power of God and the spirit. So like in our lives, we should just lean on the gospel that brings people to salvation and the Holy Spirit and the signs and wonders that he uh, wants to do through our lives, not getting too charismatic on you, but like, like just, just the gospel and power. Like if we can stick on the gospel and power, we don't need the eloquent words because first Corinthians one uh, eighteen says, I don't want to speak. Paul says, I don't want to speak with eloquent words that I may make the cross of Christ null void. All this stuff in our lives, we can actually water down the cross. And that is the last thing I ever want to do in my life. Okay. So I'm a youth pastor I'm a teenager who is aspiring to be an influencer, whatever that is, or I'm a lead pastor. And during quarantine, I've realized the need for my, myself or our church or whatever to be present on social media. I've realized that there is a, a world of people I can reach there but what kind of content do I need to create? Like, do I need to be goofy and funny? Do I need to be a good singer or be a really good photographer? Or like, do I need to be like um, shirtless and really good looking? I'm not really sure. Like, what is it that is resonating with people? Because these videos you're putting out, they are, they're going like wildfire. And young people who don't know Christ are going, I need more of that. What is it that we need to be putting out there in order to do ministry digitally? Yeah, great question. Um, and yet to your point, I think that, you know, when we see the, the Charlie Domingo or DeMarc, I don't know her name, but all of these really popular people on TikTok that made it big, our expectation is I want to get big. I want to get popular. And I can speak for John in this, that I know when he started TikTok, his desire wasn't, let me see how many cool followers I can get so I can make a name for myself. I know, I know John's hard enough to know that he said, I'm going to make a name for Jesus. I'm going to name, make a name for Jesus, make his name magnified, his name glorified. So first off, I would say if your desire is simply to gain a following or an influence, become an influencer, I would pray about uh, checking your heart in that because I don't think that Christ has called any of us to be that. Mind you, we call everybody in the church today 
a teacher or a leader or in the Catholic church, a father. And there's only three names Jesus ever says to not call people in Matthew 23. He says, call no man leader, no man teacher, and no man father. That's a command. That's a command. For suggestion. It's a command. He says, but the greatest among you shall be a servant. I mean, another thing I think is that that we think, again, this microwave Christianity, that that John just posted one video and got super big following and he loves Jesus really well now. Like, no, no, no. Like John has been like seeking God his whole life. And and this is just a fruit of that seeking of the Lord. Same with me. I've sought the Lord for the past four years of my salvation. And from that, I happen to get big. If Jesus asked me to give it up tomorrow, I would. It's, It's not for the following. It's for Christ to be presented to the nations. So if you're interested in following or uh, in, in, in starting making videos like this, first, I would say, make sure your heart's in the right place. Second off in James, James warns us, not many of you should become teachers, brethren, for you shall stand before God with a more strict judgment. So consider for a second, you're going to stand before God and give an answer for every idle word that came out of your mouth. So if you're making that funny TikTok just because just you know you can make some people giggle and you knew you would get more followers that way, I would uh, again consider that decision. I have the lamest TikTok out of any Christian influencer that I've seen on there. I'm not bashing any other TikTokers to be really quick. I love all of them. I've seen some really funny videos from other Christians who love the Lord. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for me, I'm like, I don't, first off, I'm not creative enough to make funny videos like that. And second off, all I have is Christ and him crucified. I have nothing else for you to bring. Again, not bashing anybody else. There's a bunch of way bigger people than me that are really glorifying God with everything they're doing. And they've got some goofy videos on there. But my point is, is if your intentionality is just to make somebody laugh or just to get a, a big following, I would really, really strongly urge you to not do so. But if you do want to, then I would uh, do want to do it in the right way uh, with the right heart. I would encourage you guys, go out there, start preaching Jesus. If you're saying, well, Cody, I don't have as many followers in you. Great, Jesus had 12. Sounds like you got more than him if you've had 100 people watch your latest video. So, I mean, you know, just go out there and start presenting material that's good. And what content to present? I would say the gospel. I just, just bring, just bring the, the Bible. You don't need any of the other stuff. We don't need the, the cute analogies. Again, I'm not bashing people who use analogies. I use them myself. But it's not about all this other stuff. It's not about the eloquent speeches, the superiority of words. It's about bringing people to salvation. And if, if our intentionality is anything other than that, I believe that we have, have, have missed the mark. Absolutely. Our purpose in this podcast is to equip digital Billy Grahams to take Christ to culture, to infiltrate culture with the message, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And you're doing something interesting in that world that I'd love for you to speak to just quickly. You started a course and I don't even want to try to explain what you're doing through that because you mentioned the Jesus and 12 disciples model. And I think that digitally what you're doing is the closest I've seen to the Jesus and disciples model. So tell us about that. What's happening with this course? What is it? And what's the fruit of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I created this thing called the faith growth course, and it really came from the abundance of my heart and what I was doing in person. Um, Again, I'll speak for John in this because I know I can't in this. His ministry doesn't look like social media period into discussion. Again, he gets to post his life on social media. He gets to post his walk with Jesus on social media, but it's coming from the abundance of what's already in his heart that he does in his everyday life. And in the same way for me, in my everyday life, I spend a lot of time with people who severely struggle with drug addiction. And it came from this one-on-one discipleship where I'm spending five to seven minimum, five to seven days a week with these people pouring into their lives. We're going out in public, preaching the gospel together. We're inside praying over each other, reading the Bible together. I mean, anything you see in Acts 2 and Acts 4 and what the church 
really looks like. That's what we're doing together. And I thought, you know, my 60 second video can catch your attention. It can be really in, in, uh, intriguing to you and it can even strike a nerve with you. But at the end of the day, it doesn't disciple you. So, and, and, and again, of course, I'm not bashing using social media. I use it myself, but I use it and I said, hey, you know what? I said, I think I'm actually going to be able to create a course because of my actual personal job, which is not ministry related. I create courses for other, other people for totally secular reasons. And I was like, I can create one of those courses for myself, for my, the people who are following me on social media so that they can go through the discipleship. So the faith growth course is simply a course that goes over the foundations of getting you on fire for God and staying on fire. Not this two week youth camp thing. I'm passionate about it until I meet with my friends at high school. And then I start using their language again, start talking about girls and all this stuff. No, this is something to get you on fire and to keep you on fire. And if there's any better time to do it, it would be during quarantine when you have nothing to do anyways. So it's totally free as well. There's, I, don't, I don't need anything from you, but it's just something to get you guys on fire and to stay on fire for God. Okay, so if people want to learn more about you and what you're doing, hit us with some social media handles or a website or give us all the things because I know there's going to be some people that want to connect with you and look you up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, the one that I would encourage you all to go to is just my website, codycwin.com, C-O-D-Y-C-W-I-N-N.com. If you go to that, that has every resource I have on it. It'll take you to the Faith Growth Course. You can check out my TikTok. You can check out my Instagram, YouTube channel, Whole Nine Yards Podcast, all of that's uh, right in there. So, you know, as we were talking earlier, if you struggle with porn, porn's been hit extensively in the podcast. So I, I check out the podcast if, if that's a struggle that you have. Absolutely. And we will do our best to link to all those things in the show notes. So you can swipe up on this and click any of those links and, and check it out. I'd really encourage you to connect with Cody. I know that his testimony, his sermons, and that's what they are. He's, he's got some solid sermons out there. His podcast, all of it has been an, a huge equipper and encouraging thing for me in my walk with Christ. So if, if you're listening to this and anything that Cody has said has resonated with you, stop right now and go connect with him everywhere. And let me just say to the pastor or youth pastor who is listening, you ought to have, come, you ought, you ought to have Cody come speak at your student ministry. Uh, you should fly him out to wherever you are and let him minister to your group because I know that he will preach the Bible word for word, line by line. Um, one thing that we've connected over is the beauty of expository biblical preaching. He's not going to give you some emotionalistic garbage. He's going to give you the word of God, but he's going to do it in an awesome way. And he's got some really cool glasses that I think if I wore some like that, I would have as many followers as him. I'm not really sure. I just know he's a great dude and you should have him come to your church. I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have him leading a breakout at your camp this summer on these issues and speaking at your event. And and Cody's paying me $250 to say all that. And so I'm, I was happy to do it. But Cody, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's a pleasure. Like I said, incredible guy, incredible episode. And if you want to connect to any of the things that he mentioned, visit his website, codycwin, with two N's, dot com, or you can click the link in the show notes below. He's got a great podcast, a fire YouTube channel, TikTok, of course, and then a brand new course that he's come out with since we recorded this episode just a few weeks ago called the Identity Crash Course. All of it links to all of it, codycwin.com. You don't want to miss out on that. 
hey, we've got another great episode coming to you next week, and we've got a great course coming to you absolutely free at thinke.org in the coming days, so stay tuned. Can't wait to see you back at the Digital Billy Graham Podcast. Peace out.